What's up, guys? This is the Laid Back Podcast. I'm your host, Seth. I'm joined by my co-host and best friend, Curtis Lamb. Kurt, my guy, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. I got my last name in there this time. I, Definitely I, I excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> how was uh, how was your weekend, brother? Oh, man. You know, it's been extremely, like, the pollen here has just collected on everything. Like, you turn your windshield wipers on, and the, the window cleaning fluid turns yellow as you're wiping your windows. It's insane how much pollen. So I've been dealing with allergies like crazy. My eyes have been itching and I had to I had to get some allergy medicine before we got on tonight because uh otherwise I would have been a wreck. You heard it here first, folks. Breaking news, California is not as great as everyone thinks it is to live there. <laughs> how are you doing? How was your weekend? I was good, man. Uh preached uh this last Sabbath. We uh talked about the 2300 year prophecy so i did a sermon on that went really well i enjoyed doing ones that like kind of teach things as well as like showing the historical evidence because a lot of people sometimes say the bible's not real and how can we trust it and it was kind of cool kind of going through that prophecy that was like predicting jesus coming and then showing how history was actually keeping check of those time dates for us um, and fulfilling those prophecies. So that's cool. Also, uh, talked to one of the Pathfinder leaders here. I think they've been Pathfinder directors well over 15 years. And they were kind of looking to, they're now um, area coordinators. And so they have a lot more responsibility. And so I'm looking at possibly becoming the Pathfinder director at my church. So, you know, that will be kind of cool. Uh, have you, were you ever in Pathfinder, Seth? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, I went to the whole uh, was that Faith on Fire campery? Yeah, yeah. I was all part okay. of that. Funny, funny, uh, funny story is my wife was there too, but we had no idea, and it was only years later that we found out we both were uh, there at the same campery, and we've always wondered like if we ever walked by each other at some point, not knowing that uh, we we passed our future spouse. <laughs> Was, yeah, it's, it, that'd be crazy to like get, when you get to heaven, kind of be able to like rewind that footage and be like, "Hey, Lord, just replay that for me real quick." Uh, how how many times did I walk by here and you just like, "Come on, Seth, look to your right, look to your right, Seth." <laughs> oh man, that's that's got to be a crazy thing to think that he actually knew or knows what's going to happen in the future, you know, and and to be able to like, huh, he just walked by or doesn't even realize that that's going to be his future wife. Yeah, that's crazy when you think about that, you know. I know like uh the lot laid back podcast here is thinking about coming to Gillette, Wyoming for the 2024 Pathfinder Campery. I know I'll be there more than likely as a director with uh, my Pathfinder club. Are you have plans to go, Seth? Uh it it is being talked about. I mentioned it to Ashley and and uh we'll we'll see where that goes. Were you were you big in Pathfinders growing up? Not in Wisconsin. Uh, I was part of the Maranatha Pathfinder Club down in Orlando, Florida for a couple of years. So that's where I was. And then we moved to Wisconsin and Milwaukee didn't really have a Pathfinder Club. They had a, the Navigators, which was like a citywide club, but uh, nothing at my local church. Hmm. So uh, after that, 
kind of fell out of it. And I focused more on youth ministry uh, and not so much Pathfinders. So, okay. Okay. So to answer that question, no. Uh, did you catch the NFL draft a little bit this last uh, week? I I did. I mostly caught the the first round. Uh, the other other rounds were on Saturday, and I wasn't exactly paying too much attention. We were we were doing our Saturday drive. We went out and looked at nature and well i just drove around in the in the great weather we were having this weekend um trying to uh stay in the car um because for some reason the air quality in the car is way better than outside (laughs) um right but uh yeah uh i saw i saw the first first uh uh round first i guess it was the first round and then the second round was did they do the first two rounds together or did they it's the first uh first, first rounds, rounds on Thursday. No, first only the first rounds on Thursday. Okay. Because Will Levis dropped to the second round and he left That's right. the next day. That's right. Yep. I remember that. So I guess I did see the first and second. So it was Thursday, okay. Friday, and then I'm more along the lines listened to than saw. Listen to it a little more? Yeah. No, I, I can understand that for sure. Um, speaking of football teams and the NFL draft, if you were to, you know, I don't want to rain on your, your parade here or spoil the topic that we're going to talk about, but I'm interested to kind of see the topic that we have planned today. Cause it was, if you were building an NFL team, I'm sure some of these qualities that we're going to talk about is something that you would look in to having people on your team. So you want to kind of. I can't wait anymore. I want to know what we're going to talk about. What do you have in store for us? You want to break that topic down for us, Seth? Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was, I was at work. Um, and as I guess, I guess as I've grown up working and, and whether, whether it's work or whether it's at home, whether it's in, in sports in school or whatnot, um, teamwork and, and teams were always kind of, very much like a strong part of my my childhood and growing up uh, I did I did little league well, not little league but I did like t-ball and my parents had me in softball in grade school times and and then in in high school I was on uh uh the varsity that they had the two years that I was there um but other than that like throughout my life past school and and growing up um teamwork has been a big part of my life and it's always been very prevalent when when i talk to managers or or people um even when i when i go to interviews for for work interviews uh that's something that i always portray as important to me is teamwork I, i work well with teammates and and whatnot so i was thinking about it the other day and uh, that's when I messaged you. I was like, "Hey, man, I I know that this thing is really important in my life, and I kind of thought it'd be fun to talk about with you." Well, cool, man. It sounds like a a good a good topic. I know when you messaged me the other day, you kind of kind of spoke about a little bit, but you you didn't tell me all the details. So I'm kind of excited to see where this goes today. Uh, you left me uh, like a professional podcaster. Give me just a little bit, get me interested. 
make sure I came back for the rest of the the meet, you know. So no, I'm excited to to, to talk about this topic. I know teamwork is important in a lot of things that we do. I definitely see the benefits of having a team, but my mentality, uh, just because I'm super competitive, the way I'm built and the way I play basketball and the way I play sports in general, I definitely have more of a Kobe mentality than a LeBron mentality. Um, not to say that I'm not going to be a bad, a good, bad teammate. Like if we're playing basketball and there's a player that I know is better than me and has the better shot at winning, I'll pass the ball kind of thing like that, you know, but I still, I guess I feel like no matter what, whenever I step on the court, I feel like I'm the best player out there. Uh, and so, but I definitely see like, even I think you look at the great players in any sport, you know, the awful dogs or, or whatever, I think you still see that they recognize how important it is for the people around them. Jordan wouldn't have won that ring if Steve Kerr didn't make that shot. You know, LeBron wouldn't have won game six of the Spurs if Ray Allen didn't make that shot. So I think that you're only as great as the people that you surround yourselves with. So I'm interested to get into those qualities. But in the same sense, as a team, you also have to recognize who your star players are and and get them the ball because those are the ones that can make uh, make everything worth it bring that win to you you know so sure. it goes both ways it goes both ways all right uh is there any teamwork that you have in your life uh i know i talked about mine do you have anything that like has been specific in your life or is it just kind of like kobe mentality like you said yeah so my kobe mentality is definitely more in sports when it comes to actual real life stuff i'm definitely more of a team player for example, uh, we're raising Evie. That is definitely a team-oriented task. That is not uh, my wife does it all or I do it all. It's we do it together. You know, we tag team changing diapers. Uh, my wife changes a lot more diapers than I do. I conveniently uh, miss a lot of those in some ways. So, but no, yeah, I would say raising a child. I know with my job, I work for Cintas uh, in the first aid and safety division. And I have a, a service sales route. So a lot of it is I have a route that I go and service my customers. And so a lot of that, I'm by myself. I'm on an island. But I have a great team back at the office and my service manager and my partners that work in other territories that I can rely on for help, suggestions, product, and any kind of support I need. So even though in my sense I am by myself, I know that at any t- given time, I can rely on a team member or we call them partners at my job. We call ourselves partners. I can rely on a partner to help me out. All right. So I uh, I wrote a list of, and these aren't in oh, any particular. I know. I came I, up with a list. I did a Kurt. I did a Kurt. <laughs> I'm I'm learning. <laughs> Man, it only took one episode. We're, we're <laughs> it wasn't here. even a, it wasn't even an episode. It was a pilot. No. <laughs> we're gonna change the world, Kurt. Kurt's boy. favorite thing: lists. Anyways. <laughs> So I, I took it upon myself and I, I did a little bit of scouting, uh, asked around and I kind of got what people thought were important to them in, in, in teams. And, and then I took my own, uh, feelings and I've kind of just got four, um, not in any particular order, 
Uh, these are just something that I feel is important in a team. Um, so my first one, I'm going to start from number one. Uh, my first one is accountability. I think, uh, I think accountability is really important when it comes to having a team because if you aren't holding each other accountable, then at some point it's going to be a, a moment where he isn't pulling their weight or she isn't pulling their weight, but nobody's like talking, like expressing that. Like, so I think it's important in accountability to communicate, which is part of my next one, but communicate to each other saying, Hey, look, this is what you need to do. This is what I need to do, but this is what we need to do. And if we're not doing these things, um, then we're not going to succeed, uh, as a team. Um, and a team is no good when it fails. Um, so my next one, like, oh, uh, what do you think about that, Kurt? <laughs> I was just moving right in. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So you said accountability, right? That's what. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I have one that's similar. Mine's humility. Um, and, and I have that on there because of the fact that I think uh, in order to have a good team, or a good quality to have is humility because you need humility to know when you're wrong, to be able to say, Hey, listen, I was wrong. You have a better idea. Or to, if you are the leader on this team, you know, you want to be able to say your idea is better than mine and be able to not let pride get in the way because pride can definitely destroy a good team. Um, So yeah, I think, I think they kind of go hand in hand, honestly together. So I would agree with that. All right. Yeah. I, uh, Pride is definitely can be a downfall, like you said. Um, Communication is my second one. Uh, Communication is important in every team, whether it's whether it's sports, whether it's at work, whether it's uh, in your personal relationships with your family and friends. Um, If you don't communicate, nobody has any idea what you're thinking. And you can't hold others accountable or you can't expect others to know what you're thinking if you do not communicate that. That's why it's absolutely, in my opinion, it's absolutely peril. It's important uh, to have communication because that's the strongest tool, I would say, for teamwork, for a team. Communication, you think, is the is the, the strongest tool, the most important tool? The strongest tool. Like, like if you were to, I don't know what other, I, I don't have a set of tools for, for teamwork, but I think it's, it's a tool that you use for teamwork. Can you think of an example, Seth, that communication or bad communication has derailed a project and you know what i have a really good one and this is this is interesting because um and i gotta try to make this brief so i'm not gonna like tell this whole story but we had a communication binder 
at uh, at our work. I I tried to implement this uh, a while back. Didn't exactly go as planned because um, at first we weren't communicating, which is why I said, hey, look, we need a communication binder. That way we can see ahead of time what we're walking into, say, the next day. Like it gives you the idea of what happened last night um, and if there's any major changes in in the future that you need to know about. It's important. So, but we had bad communication where people started using it as a weapon instead of a, a tattletale book. Yeah. It, yeah. We uh, had that when I worked, when I worked in Delhi, we had, it was called, it was for the night, night shift for the, in the morning shift. And the morning shift would continuously write in there what they didn't like about the night shift. And then hmm. they would write the same. And it was just, it was not a good situation. There's nothing that tears a team apart more than, than, than literally attacking the team itself. You so know? I was thinking more of the Tower of Babel, um, how they had this huge project that they were going to do and they were succeeding in it. And then, you know, you guys can read about the story in the Bible if you guys want. We're not going to get into that too deep, but God essentially made them all speak different languages. And I just imagine like some guy be like, hey, give me a hammer. I need a hammer. And the guy shows up with like uh, a shovel <laughs> or they, something like that. They couldn't you know? communicate. Exactly. Well, no, he would say one thing in a different language and the guy had no idea what he's saying. So he just brings something for him, exactly. you know, or he'd be like, Hey, Hey, um, <laughs> we need more bricks. And he'd bring him a donkey. Like yeah. that's how I envision it slowly just kind of, kind of happening. But yeah, if you don't have good communication, man, I don't know necessarily. I don't think it's worth enough to argue about it. I'll just say that I do think it's a very important tool. I don't necessarily know if it's the most important, but I will say it is definitely probably uh, top three uh, important qualities to have for sure. Um, I have communication as well. And so, you know, we don't have to get into it as much, but like I said, communicating um, and some of the things that just so you know, like something that goes along with communicating is and we talk about being able to talk, but it's also listening. Mm-hmm. If you can't listen to what people are communicating to you, you're going to have a hard time as well. Like, so if you don't, and if you don't know how to communicate to people, so like for me, certain ways of communication just close me off. If you tell me I'm wrong, or if you tell me I'm doing things the wrong way, or you tell me how to, I need to do it. It's not going to work for me. You have to show me, you know, give me some evidence. Let me come to that conclusion kind of thing, you know, and, and that's how it works. And then you have to listen because not everyone communicates the same way, you know? And so like the big part of that is also listening mm-hmm. to what they're saying and then picking up on their body language to see if you're communicating the correct way. Um, not to go too much detail, but there's a football player who played for the Washington commanders and he loved getting reamed at by his coach. Like that fired him up. Like when he would come in, they would just yell at him and just real hard at him. It would fire him up and it would motivate him. Whereas another player that would just shut them down. And so that's why it's really important to kind of know who you're talking to as well when you're communicating. Sometimes that's really hard. If you don't exactly know how someone communicates the best way to communicate. Sometimes you you literally have to be like, Hey, what is the best way for me to communicate with you? Yeah. Do you know how a good way to do that is by way, by chance? Uh, Go ahead and tell me. 
There's something called the Enneagram. I think I pronounced it right. The Enneagram. It's a personality test, essentially. Uh, we've been doing it at Cintas. Uh, and then we, every month we kind of go over a different thing. But what it, what, what it does is it splits you up into a certain number based upon your personality. And then mm-hmm. it tells you how to kind of deal with that person, how to talk to them, things that they like, what they're they're more likely to do. And then that helps you really understand uh, your teams. Like when you do have a cool team, like let's say you're a manager and you have your five people, I would encourage you to do that so you can kind of see how to deal with people. We it's uh i didn't know it was called what'd you say an anagram enneagram 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 it's it's spelt e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-m enneagram i think yeah they but i'm sure there's different ones they had us do those uh at our our facility as well um would you say that helped your communication or at least help understand who you're working with a little more or it just didn't do anything for you so I absolutely 100% think that that is a great uh, tool um, for managers to use. Um, and I think it's, here's the key word, I think it's important that they use them, if that makes any sense. Because if you don't use them, there's no sense in, in making your Well, team. yeah. If you, don't use any kind of, if you don't use any kind of data that you get yeah. correctly, um it's not going to make your life any better. So I guess that's my, my two cents on that. As far as we did them and they didn't use them. (laughs) Gotcha. All right. What's your, what's, what's number three. Right. My number three is kind of, uh, so I have a willingness to, and that's kind of what I just put it as. Um, but that kind of encompass encompasses like several things like, picking up slack, working towards goals with others, and to proceed as a unit. So a willingness to pick up slack, a willingness to work towards goals with others, a willingness to proceed as a unit and not by oneself. Um, but the willingness to can, can, is... Not to cut you off real quick. Can mm-hmm. I can I just throw a better word out there for you? Maybe that'll yeah. work? Yeah, yeah. Selfless? Uh... Because I feel like a selfless person would do all those things. Because I feel like you're kind of naming I, different I characteristics of of teamwork. You're just taking three or four and putting them into willingness. I guess, I guess like, yes, selfless would definitely fit in that. I, I would want to use a stronger word like a desire to, to be reliable. How about... How about I I would say yeah yes, I would say something along along the ways of like servitude or yeah that's a good one a, a, a you know serving a service mentality yeah absolutely not necessarily that's, someone who wants to be a leader but someone that's wanting to serve that's perfect that okay would, no that I would, I got you I, I see what you're saying I think I, I I got lost on the willingness it was just a little too broad was, for me yeah, but yeah I, I I totally understand that um so yeah uh basically just that attitude to be willing to step in where it's needed um and and the desire for success as a team um to work with others towards that goal um and and not be just oneself and because that doesn't work when you're a team like the whole phrase that everybody says is there's no i in team but um but there's a me in that word Yes, there is. 
there is and and if you they, they've done the little trick with with if you capitalize the word team the there's an i in the a but no but I, I just I, I joke because that was a that was a kobe kobe conversation with shaq shaq was on i think it was on uh jimmy fallon maybe or something like that but he was talking and they said um when he was with the lakers a couple of players came up to shaq and said hey shaq you need to tell kobe to pass the ball more he's not passing the ball and shaq was like okay okay i got it i, I can do it and like he went and talked to kobe and said hey kobe you gotta pass the ball more there's no i in team and kobe's like no but there's a me in that word <laughs> and, and that's how that went you know yeah I, um, i've heard that phrase by the way that was a pretty pretty decent Kobe, uh not kobe uh shack impression got going on there yeah like thank you appreciate that appreciate <laughs> that um you know what's a you know i'll i'll let you guys know uh a pet peeve of, of mine a phrase that i hate the most mainly because it's overused and i don't necessarily people think when people use it that they actually do that but Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Hate that saying. Where did that that come from? Uh, it's in a one song. Streamer? Yeah, it could be. But Stone I just, Mountain. I, sure, I don't know who that is. But the game, oh, I'm surprised you don't know who Stone Mountain is. But he's a he's a gamer streamer for Call of Duty. Uh, he he start to my knowledge, he started out uh, with his YouTube videos. Um, like with his voice like a drill sergeant and everybody oh. everybody laughed at it and enjoyed it and and uh i don't i don't i don't play a lot of call of duty uh and if i do to. play mm, no i play the the campaign i wouldn't play alan plays a lot i play a lot of call of duty mobile on my phone alan is a mutual um, friend by the way to the audience. oh way to pronounce his name correctly i like it <laughs> yeah now we're getting inside jokes everybody's like yeah 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 and i got you um there it is there's another one (laughs) eventually you guys if you guys ever see us out and about you can ask us and i'll be more than happy to tell those stories to you and i'll just um, as we go through and he'll just chuck along okay so not to get sidetracked but uh i agree with you that yeah teamwork is important especially having that willingness to serve and to have that desire because like you can say you want to serve others. You, you want you'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes, boss. But if you don't have the desire to actually do that, people are gonna see through that right away. You know. So mine is is gonna be so at, at Cintas we have something called the Spartan mentality, and part of that is positive discontent a little bit. How Never many quite means do you have at my location? Uh, Fifty five hundred. There's like 50 of us. I'm just I get what you're, I, I get what you're trying to do there. I see what you're trying. Uh, but with the whole smart mentality, positive discontent, these are things that we we preach. We, it's called our Sintas culture. It's what we believe in. It's it's what we we are, and it's never being satisfied with the status quo. You know, never being satisfied with just good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always going to do things the right way, even if it's the harder way. You know, it's what we're, our ethics are built on. You know, we're not going to shortchange someone. We're not going to cheat someone. We're going to do things the correct way. And we're going to make sure that it's done correctly and that we can walk away with our, hel- our heads held high and say, hey, we accomplished that. 
you know, and so like we have that Spartan mentality essentially is what, what we have there. So I, I, I threw that on, on my list. So what is it? Spartan mentality? Is that what you're saying it is? Yeah, that's what we call it. But it's it's just kind of like being not satisfied with the status quo, never being satisfied. Okay. And then it, it's kind of another, it's a fancy way of just kind of talking about our ethics, essentially. Okay. Make sure that we're going to do things the right way, uh, not the easy way, you know? Um, do, do you know who Nelly is? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lyric in one of his songs. Um, it goes, uh, easy work is worthless. You know, and so, and I, I believe that. I believe that if you're looking for easy work, it doesn't pay off, man. You know, hard work is always appreciated by others and by oneself more than easy work. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you can't work smarter and not harder. It's That's true. not what we're saying. You can work smarter, not harder, but we're we're just saying don't always just take the the easy way out. So, all right, my uh, my fourth one. Um, that I feel is is important for a team um, would be a leader. And um, obviously you want a good leader, um, but a leader in and of itself, um, a team has to have a direction. If you don't know what your goal is, if you don't have someone to to guide you, along the way to to be there by your side as you go through life as you go through work as like if you don't have a manager at your your job you don't you don't have they don't have a direction for you to go you don't know what to do if you don't have if you don't have god by your side and are willing to follow him as a leader it's hard to know the direction to go it's hard to make Sometimes it's it's easier to let him make the decisions, um, and you just act upon them. Um, it's the same way in in lots of life experiences in my life um, as as it is in that day to day relationship. Yeah. So we talked earlier, and I told you this was going to be a a little bit of a sticking point for me, not because necessarily that I disagree with your assessment of needing a good leader. I just don't necessarily think it's a important quality necessarily for me, just because I see leader as more of a role than a quality. I think that these qualities we talk about, will make up a good leader, but I don't necessarily see a leader as a quality. I, but I, agree. I also, yeah, but I also don't necessarily disagree with your, I think we agree on the same thing. We just disagree on the context of the leader. I, okay. I would say in this sense, it, I would definitely not use the word quality. I would more along this lines say in a team, it is important to have a leader and and that would be the best way for so yeah so what i'm picking up folks is seth was writing his list and he was running out of qualities and so he threw down a good role 
Well, it's okay can. for your first list. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> for your first list. No, that's. Stage, you know, I I feel it's important to have a good leader. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I I think that so it's not a quality. Correct, and we were listing four qualities. I so you sir, you sir, owe me a fourth quality. By the okay, end of the podcast, I got one. by the end, of, by the, I okay. got one right oh, now. Man. I like it. <laughs> oh, you ready for on this? The spot, yeah. You me, mentioned man. you mentioned something earlier. I can't remember. You were talking. Oh, it was uh, your partners. You said you have mm-hmm. you have partners, and it's important for you to be able to rely on them. Yeah, reliability. I like it. Is a really important quality. I like it for for yeah. a team. If you and I like that you. I like that you kept it separate from accountability because they're two different things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it almost fits into, it almost fits into the, the willing attitude, but it's still, a I don't, little bit I, don't different. I don't think, I don't think so because like I have a lot of people, there's a guy I know, super great guy, not going to name him on here, mm-hmm. but super awesome guy, always willing to help. Always like, Hey, yeah, I can do that for you. Or I'll make it happen. Or, uh, yeah, I'll take care of that. Right? Like, one of the most selfless people I know. You know, just really good people. But he's not reliable. Hmm. You know, like, he just is not reliable. Uh, and, and and so, like, I don't, that, I don't, I disagree with that. I think you can be super good at all these things. And so some people struggle to be reliable for whatever reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, dude, I love, uh, I love that, that pick. Like if I was an NFL team right now and we were picking qualities for our team and you took that off the board. Yes. I would <laughs> definitely be like, ah, why did we trade up for that quality? <laughs> <laughs> Great quality. Right and, I, you know, and I, and I love that quality and I'm, I'm kind of like disappointed. I didn't have it on my list. Um, but I love it. Great, great job, man. And especially right off the top of the dome, just to come on like that. Great stuff. I think your four qualities make up a great leader. Just saying. Hey, that makes sense. So my last one is transparency. Um, and I put this in one of my top three most important qualities in a relationship. It's, it's obviously there's God in our relationship. Transparency is right after that for me is the number one thing that's important. And I don't have trust because I don't think trust is as good as transparency. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. So trust is, or honesty, same thing, you know, essentially to me, like, or, you know, but honesty, if I ask you a question, right, you have a choice to lie or tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't answer you, ask you a question, you don't have an opportunity to be honest or dishonest. Correct. Well, I don't have an opportunity for anything because you don't. Correct. Because I I didn't ask you. Yeah. Whereas transparency, you would come forth and tell me, hey, I messed up. Hey, I did this. And that's why I love transparency so much more than honesty, because you knowing you did something wrong is going to have that accountability part to come up to me and say, hey, listen, I know you don't know this, but I screwed up. Or I know you don't know this, but and I'll, I'll give you a real life story here. Um. So back in the day, there was a period where I was no longer in the church. 
you know, it's, it was my alter ego and me and some of my friends, we joke around, we call it ghetto Kurt. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what alter ego was called. But anyway, there was a scenario where at my job, I bought cigarettes for a minor. Mm. Now, okay, the minor was 17 and a half years old. So just want to clarify that they weren't like a 12 year old or something like that. Uh, but I bought it for them. And long story short, we got caught, but someone else took the blame for me. And I was able to get out scot-free. Uh, and I didn't feel right about that. So I went to the manager and said, hey, listen, just being totally transparent with you, it was my fault. I did it. I bought it. That person told me to, and they gave me the money, but I was the one who physically did it. Mm-hmm. You know, And I didn't have to because they didn't actually ask me any questions. I just stood there. And right away, the other two took the blame for it. And they said, oh, okay, Kurt, you can go. Didn't ask me anything. Hmm. Uh, and that's where transparency is important. And having that accountability to come forward and say, hey, listen, it was me. That's a big part about having conscience. I think God gives yeah. us one. Um, yeah. So I know we each came up with four qualities, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason we did that, folks, is because we both agreed that a very important quality in your team is it to be Christ-driven? And so we left that one empty just because we know how important Christ is to us, each one of us in our personal relationships, that you can't have a team. Seth pointed on it a little bit earlier, talking about how God gives us direction. And so we both were going to have that on our list. So we just came with four, knowing that God would be that fifth item. Uh, and obviously we want our team to be Christ-driven. We want, when we run into a problem, we want to be able to pray to God and ask for his direction or have that Christ-like character when we handle problems. Uh, would you agree with that, Seth? Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. I think that was a great way to to put it. Cool beans, man. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's do – we got some good qualities out here. I mentioned about kind of like if we were an NFL draft. So let's <laughs> let's draft some qualities, Seth. All right, for Shall sure, we? For sure. It doesn't have to necessarily be one of these. It would be ones that we think of mm-hmm. as we draft. But let's say we draft our top five qualities. How are we going to do that? this? How are we are we working together? Or are we doing our own separate? I think I think we should probably work together here. Okay. As in, in favor of teamwork. All right. You know, in favor and of so, teamwork. In favor of teamwork. I think we don't. We can make our own picks, maybe, but we work together to build a good quality team. And we'll How's take. That sound? We'll take. Uh, we'll take the leader out of that one since. Since Correct. we're already yeah. the leader in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. And Christ driven. Uh, we'll, we'll take that out. That's a given. So let's just go. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you start it off. Hit us with our number one, number one draft pick, Seth. Who are we taking? Okay. Out of all of those, I, I absolutely hundred percent have to have the good communication. Communication is very important to me in every aspect. And I think it's important to every team. Like I said earlier, now I, I you might not have a whole, uh, agreed that it was the, the, the biggest tool, but to me, it's <laughs> one of the biggest tools in, in teamwork communication. hundred percent. Gotta have it. Gotcha. I think it's a solid pick coming off the board at number one, you know, Mel Kuyper might say that might be a little bit of a reach that early, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, it's our podcast. We do what we want, you know. So I'm taking – I'm happy to see reliability is still on the board. I'm taking reliability number two. 
because I think that if you can't rely on your team to do the job that you're asking them, you can't rely on them to do the things the right way. Everything else isn't going to matter. Mm. <laughs> you know, we can, we can have like a willing attitude. We can have accountability, transparency, humility, but if we can't rely on each other to get to do our jobs, not going to matter. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. All right. I'll take number three. Um, and I actually really liked your, uh, your, um, uh, it was, uh, why can I, can I help, help you out? I could help you out, but I'm going to let you struggle for a little bit. Starts longer. with an E. <laughs> the, the Enneagram? No, 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 no. No? Oh, my goodness. I am so bad at words right now. Talk about ethics? Ethics. Ethical? Thank you. There you go. That You're one. welcome. Being ethical. I think I yes. think that will be <laughs> um, something that's important because you want to have good quality. Uh, you want to have the best result with your team. Um, I don't know if it's the most important, but it's definitely got to be in there to me. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I'd say number four, I'm going to take uh, one of yours, actually. I'm going to take accountability. Mm-hmm. Because I think if, if people are accountable for their mistakes and the things that they do, it will help people. Um, your team will work together so much more smoothly when you know that people will admit when they're wrong and, 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 and hold not only that, but hold each other accountable, mm. you know? So absolutely. I mean, you got the last pick number five, bring us home here. All right. So we got accountability. We got communication. We have, uh, um, no, 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 no. So let, let me go. Let me run through it. Okay. So <laughs> a, a number one, number one pick, number one pick, we got communication. Number two was reliability came in at number two. Number three with ethic ethics or ethics. being ethical. And then number four was accountability. Now you're taking number five. Who you got here? All right. I'm going to go with and I'll be honest, I can't I can't remember uh, the last three of them that we don't have in here. So I'm gonna go with uh, the the attitude, the willingness sure. to to uh, um, the willingness serve. to pick up the slack, the willingness to serve, sure. the willingness to work towards goals with others, to proceed as a unit and not by oneself. Um, that's absolutely the attitude you need to have. Um, some would argue that uh, it's <laughs> it's not something that's easily taught uh, or learned. So. Are but, you trying to open a can of worms, Seth? Is is that is that what that is? No, like, I just you, I just uh, trying to. You I want just, me to respond? I just want when, to folks, give everybody's what he, what he, opinion. Folks, what he says when he says some people, some people are actually the one person, and that one person would be would be me. That's who he's referring to. Just in the future, so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay, so just just to touch on it, thirty seconds, and then we'll move on. I don't. I do think that there are certain qualities that you don't necessarily learn. I think it's a choice that you want to be like that, and then you can work on those qualities. But I don't think it's something that you can just teach anybody without that willingness to want to be like that. And I'll leave it at that, and we will move on from there. 
Yeah. All right. So we kind of we kind of gave you guys a list of uh, of what we thought were important qualities and as well as uh, positions in a team. Um, I hope you guys. Seth, let me ask you. Hold on, real quick. Just yeah. Before you before you finish here, I'm gonna ask. I got a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. They're not that hard. Uh, we both play basketball. We both have played it. I've played basketball over 25 years. I know you've played ball quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. well give me, um, oh man, this might be hard for you because I know you're not great at thinking. But you've been you've been you've been on the you've been on the money tonight. Trying to be on point here. <laughs> give me the three best people that teammates that you've played basketball with. Present company excluded. So I can't have you on my list. You can't put me on your list. Three best people that you've played basketball with from a teammate point of view. Am I okay? So you wanting like actual names or are you wanting like characteristics of people? Because like no, if me, I just start names. naming me, names, no. like nobody's gonna know. That's okay. All right. You can give me a reason why, but but yeah, just give me give me three names. Basketball specific? Yeah. Okay. So basketball specific, I had um, a a in high school. I had a teammate. His name was Sam. Um, he was uh, a little bit like he his physique was was built bulkier uh, than me per se. We were about the same height, but. Uh, he was he was good down low and easy easy to rely on um, as a as a post person. You could rely on him. Oh, reliability! I like it. Um, another one. Uh, are these supposed to be team work specific, right? No, bro. Just no, teammates just that you okay. Just with, teammates. Bro. Okay, so I had a yeah. I had another. Uh, you you know him. Uh, Enrique, um, I always liked playing with him. Uh, I actually kind of liked playing against him uh, more. I like beating him, him all the time. Enrique <laughs> and I are very similar in our physique, but he's not afraid to play a little physical. I would disagree with that statement. Well, in high school, 100%. he wasn't. In high school, he wasn't. <laughs> Which, which statement, the physical or the physique? <laughs> physique. You have about a foot on him. <laughs> okay, so we compared. We compared physically. He, you have about together. a foot on him. He's got about sixty pounds on you. Yeah, it, it worked out that it was a good battle always between the two. There you of go. Us. It was a good good matchup. Yeah, good matchup match of skills between the two, but not of physique. Us. Um, it was it was fun to play physical against him because I like we could be physical with no, that sounds bad. We could play basketball. <laughs> Seth, we said at the beginning know, in our pilot episode. I know this is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> family friendly folks, oh. we're standing by that. Anyways, he was always fun to match up against. Um, and then I had another classmate. He was in my class. Um, he was, I don't know if you ever met young Tay. 
Did you, you mean, mean the ex-boyfriend of my wife? That that one? I I don't know that. Uh... Where do you go from there, Seth? <laughs> okay. He was one of he was one of my good friends in high school. Yeah, I've I've, I've played him in basketball. Um, he he was from Korea. Um, no, no, just clarify. He still is from Korea. He's not passed away. No, he's still but alive. I don't. I haven't even talked to him for years. Nah, so he's like... he's still over there. He was in. Um, he popped up on my Facebook actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a suggested ad. I was like, no. <laughs> but no, yeah, he's still he's over there. I think he's. I don't know what Michelle told me he was doing, but yeah, he's doing quite, he's doing pretty good over there. Yeah. I, I, so I haven't talked to him in since high school. It was sure. And a long sure. time. So that's why it was past tense. But anyways, um, he was, he didn't exactly like, he, he knew basketball, like watched it and everything, but like, his his body was similar. He was just big. Yeah, he was big, and he was able yeah. to move people around. And some sometimes people would not most people. quite see it. Uh, most and, people. And <laughs> you're saying most people move most uh-huh. people around. But it was yeah. fun. It was fun playing with him too. Uh, he. I, can, I played him. He did not move me around. He he nah, could use nah. his hips better than most people down low. Yeah. yeah. See, but, we're just talking out a podcast. And I'm getting competitive. We're not even playing basketball. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Not the toughest I've played against, but not the worst either. You know, um, I think the toughest big guy I've ever played against, shout out to Gobi Martin. Gobi Martin, the toughest big guy that I've ever played against. I, I, I The next day I always work, woke up with like bruises on my ribs, uh, like that, like that one year I tried to play volleyball, but I had those bruised ribs when I got sandwiched between Gobi oh, and that other guy. I remember that. Not that he's dirty; he's not a dirty player. He's just a big, physical, physical strong yep. man. Yep. And I was not a man at that point. I was still a boy. <laughs> and yes, um, okay. Those are those are three good, good quality teammates there, man. I like the little background that you had on them for sure. Uh, it's funny uh, it's funny most of most of them are in fact all of them are from high school because that's that's my playing days i have really it's been you're the you're you guys are the last people i think i played last year at camp meeting yeah one game see, it's, it's it's harder for me because i've played with literally hundreds and hundreds of people yeah uh so it's harder for me to narrow it down, but like a quick list would be number one would be Texas. Shout out to Texas, AKA Jacob Schmick, Jake from state farm. <laughs> uh, cause he wears khakis now, but he's probably the most uh, team oriented guy that I've played with because he'll get you involved. If you're having a bad night, he'll keep feeding you the ball kind of thing. You know, so it's just great. Uh, Alan Hazlett. It's another good guy to play ball with. Not necessarily. He's got a Kobe mentality like me as well. So sometimes we fight over who's going to take that last shot. But uh, he's also really good at making sure that everyone's involved. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. And then uh, third one is my guy, Matt Sanders. Ironically, all three of these guys stood up at my wedding. (laughs) 
Uh, but Matt Sanders is another guy. Doesn't play a lot of basketball. You know, it probably isn't the most skilled basketball player. He doesn't do anything really great, but he's good at everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, he's just overall just really good at stuff, but he's probably the best team I've ever played with. Like he's always positive. You miss a shot, he'll make sure you're like, hey man, it's okay. You know, he is probably the best team that I've played with. Just from a positivity standpoint, always doing he he would be the guy, you know, we talked about that selfless, that willing attitude. Mm-hmm. That would be Matt, that would be Matt Sanders, would be in my opinion. So the for sure. Do you know the family at camp meeting? I think their last name is Condados. I broke my ankle uh-huh. on his foot one time. The Condados. Yeah, Joshua Condado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like like okay, so I've considered my life always been able to say like I can jump into something and and at least be halfway decent. I can pick it up pretty quickly, right? Sure. I I don't know Josh Condado or his family extremely well or whatever, but I've always felt like watching him or watching them he's the kind of person i feel like that can just jump into anything and be good like like not just decent or not just get it but like be good at it yeah Um, they're athletically gifted yeah and i wish like i think that's so cool like some people just have that that natural ability ability yeah well speaking of camp meeting man it's coming up here pretty quick yeah couple months six months yeah or six I have, weeks uh, six weeks <laughs> i have my elbow surgery scheduled 10 days from now so i'll have that done and then they put my recovery time at anywhere from six to eight weeks for uh for me to be able to play basketball again hmm. so we're hoping it's going to be right don't push right it. at that six week mark and uh we will see how – I mean, I pushed it with my ACL, man. I came back in like seven months and and, and played ball again. Mm-hmm. So it, not, it won't be too bad. The worst thing is like when I do finally am able to play, I'll be pretty rusty. Usually before camping, I'm out there shooting shots, like a 1,000 shots a day getting mm-hmm. back into my groove. But that's okay. I'm excited just to be out there, see everybody, hang out, you know. Mm-hmm. and whatnot but all right guys um so i just want to give you a little blurb of what we're looking for for next next week's episode um so may is mental health awareness month and so we're actually going to do a special episode on mental health hoping to honestly just bring awareness to uh what a lot of people are going through in today's society uh, obviously we're not professionals we don't have any degrees in this but what one thing we can do and by doing our part is raising awareness. So we'll actually have a special guest uh, on with us next week to kind of go over uh, what she's gone through in her personal life and then what we've gone through in ways that we can raise awareness and just help people through that. So we hope to see you guys um, tuning in for next week's episode. And like I said, you know, we've, we've enjoyed our pilot episode and our first episode. Seth and I are not professional podcasters, but we are learning and we love just talking with each other and hopefully we're bringing you guys good content and we know that as we go, we will continue to grow with this and, and become, become better for sure. So we, yeah. we appreciate our family out there uh, supporting us. Seth, you got anything else you want to say before we sign out, man? 
I'm going to try and get the, the WhatsApp link. Uh, hopefully I can somehow link it to the, the episode or something so that you guys can communicate with us and, and uh, give us your thoughts, um, your, your opinions on, on our subject matter and, and maybe help us down the line um, have better content stuff that you guys want to listen to. Yeah. And we can get you guys some free swag. we got some stuff coming. It's in the works. And so, you know, like I said, we'll have some contests coming out there. And eventually if you guys give us some five-star reviews, we'll do some five-star drawings. That's what we want to call them and, and get you guys some free stuff for sure. So Seth, I think, uh, I think this was a, a good, a good episode, man. I think Dude, it's I had a good fun, time man. to, I had fun. Oh, I we had. I think we talked like forty five minutes before the podcast, <laughs> and then we're like, "Hey, we should probably get this thing started." So, uh, laid back family, appreciate you all, and we'll catch you next time. Akon. Oh boy, we got to copyright that man. Oh. Now we got to like pay him dues or something. <laughs> we we got a budget for that. <laughs> all right, see you guys later. See ya.